We've been reading from Philippians this morning, the third chapter, focusing on the 17th verse there. Looking at the church of the future. I believe the church has a great future. I absolutely believe the church worldwide has an extraordinary days ahead. The church around the world is exploding. If you look at some areas of the world, you will find, in places even where you wouldn't think that it would be that way, places where Christianity is not even legal, people are coming to faith in Christ in marvelous ways. It's exciting. But not only the church worldwide, I think that National Heights Baptist Church has an exciting Wonderful future. I think God has great things for you in days to come. And this verse tells us why. Here in Philippians chapter 3, verse 17. On a warm evening, kind of like today. In fact, we're fairly close to the actual date. July 29th, 1889. Some 40 people gathered in a grove of trees on what is now Dale Street National Avenue. And that group met that night for the express purpose of forming a new church in that neighborhood. It originally was called the Third Baptist Church. It later took on the name East Avenue Baptist Church when the building was built on the street called East Avenue. And now finally it's called National Heights Baptist Church. And this congregation began with a very specific purpose. The reason those people met under those trees that night. The reason they prayed together. The reason they formed that church. And the reason it exists right now is to provide this community with a place to worship the one true God. And to share the good news of Jesus Christ with our world. That purpose continues right now here today as we seek to carry on that mission. And and today you've got a wonderful advantage that, that those people didn't exactly have. They did in some ways, but not quite the way that you do. You have the example of all those people who have gone on before through this congregation. The Apostle Paul, in his letter that we call Philippians, he's writing to believers who needed a reminder. And he reminds them of the example they have for living their faith out in Christ. In Philippians 3.17, the Bible says, Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. This morning, I, I want to challenge you uh, to follow the example. Because God has provided some very clear examples of living for Christ. Now, we all need examples. It's the way that we learn. We, we need those, those tangible patterns for living that we see other people in our life living and, and, and we take on those patterns in our own life. And, and the wonderful truth is God provides us with tremendous examples of living for Him. 
In this passage, Paul calls for the Philippian believers to follow his example. Now, he's not being braggadocious here. He's not being big headed. Paul wasn't trying to claim perfection or even that his life was any better than any other believer's life. He knew his own sin. He recognized how far he had fallen from the Lord in many areas. But he also knew his goal. He knew what he was striving to do. And he recognized that his goal should be the goal of every believer. And so he writes there in another letter, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. He says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Here in Philippians, Paul is is calling for the Philippian believers to follow Christ as he had proclaimed Christ to them. To to follow his example of, of following the Lord. And there's a tremendous principle here. God has given each and every one of us examples of living the Christian life. Uh, the word that, that Paul uses here, for example, it, it's a word that literally means a mold. Now, they're not perfect. Paul certainly wasn't. He, he describes himself in, in one passage as the chief of sinners. And, and we're not perfect either. In, in fact, one of the ways we learn is through the mistakes that we made, through, through the wrong choices that we, we make in life, and then we realize, well, that wasn't the way that I wanted to go, and, and now I know. <laughs> That's one way we learn. But we can learn to be like Jesus as we look at the examples of other believers who have gone on before. And boy, this church has some wonderful examples of believers who have lived out their faith for the Savior. On the morning of August 21st, 1912, the pastor of what was then the 23-year-old East Avenue Baptist Church awoke to a heart-sickening sight. At that time, the parsonage was right beside the church, and he, he looked out his bedroom window, and the church was in flames. Completely engulfed. The entire building was destroyed. That's a photograph of what was left. In fact, even the church bell was destroyed when it fell from the steeple that unfortunately was completely engulfed in flames and collapsed. It was terrible. But the loss of the building that Saturday evening didn't stop the church. Because that following Sunday, the, the church, which had begun there in that grove of trees on, on Dale and National Avenue, they then met in another grove of trees, this one just across the street from where what you see that remains of the church. And looking there on that, that burned building, there was a sadness, but there also was a resolve. God put us here. He planted this church here, and we're going to keep going. And so over the next several months, the the church met in in some members' homes for a while, and then they they rented a building that was just across the street from where the church had been, until finally the, the basement was finished out. 
as they tore down the ruins of what was the church and began to build it back up. And as soon as the basement was completed, they began to meet and have church there in the basement. Until finally the church was rebuilt. Through the years, this congregation has faced some, some challenges. Boy, we've been through one here the last several months. Who would have ever thought we would go through a pandemic? But you have faced it as a congregation with faith and resolve. Looking to the Savior. Looking to His strength. Your faithfulness has been an incredible example for me. As we had to shut the doors of the church and, and shut down all of our ministries, I, I thought, well, well, what happens next? <laughs> what, what is this going to be? And, and then you responded. You responded as we, we figured out how to do some online things, and, and that was kind of hit and miss there for a while, but we finally got that working where it would, would be uh, reasonable, and you just stuck with us through all of that. You continue to send in your tithes and offerings. It was such a blessing each day to, to see that stack of envelopes that you had so faithfully continued to give, even though we weren't able to meet together personally. You faithfully gave. And then as we were able to reopen the church, as you were able to come, you began to come. As we're restarting our ministries, what an incredible joy it has been. What an incredible example it has been to see what you have done. Through all the challenges this church has faced, you have remained committed to being ambassadors for Christ. In this community. We don't need to look any farther. Than the faithfulness. Of those who have gone before us. To see examples for living out faith in Christ. Many of you could could give testimony to examples that you've seen. People in this church that you've looked up to. that, That you are now emulating what you saw them do. You've had mothers and fathers in your life that lived for the Lord. You've had sisters and brothers, friends. Maybe someone invited you to church and you came to the Lord because that friend invited you. They weren't perfect. They would never place themselves above the example of Christ. But they have given you examples of how to live out your faith. Our thankfulness for the examples that we've had in our life, they ought to lead us to a very significant realization. Not only should we seek to build upon the leadership that God has provided us through the examples of of those who have lived for Him, that's an important reality in our life, but there's something more. We should become examples for the people who follow. Listen again to what Paul writes in Philippians 3, verse 17. He says, Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who lived according to the pattern we gave you. Paul calls for the Christians in Philippi not only to follow his example of following Christ, but to note that there were others who were following them. The example that he gives in the letter that he writes to the Philippians, is found 
up in verse 7, which you heard read just a moment ago, where Paul counts all things as loss for Christ. Verse 8, he describes a life willing to sacrifice for the Lord. In verse 9, he describes losing everything for Christ. In verse 12, he realizes that the only gain he has in life is in Jesus. And then in verse 14, he describes a life pressing toward the goal. It says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Only when we are following the example of Christ can we have the confidence to turn around and call for others to follow our example. Because only what is of Christ in us is worthy of imitation. And every believer, every believer has the responsibility of being an example for somebody else to follow. If you've ever played baseball, you've had this experience. It's bottom of the ninth inning. Two outs. Your team's behind by one run, but you've got a man on base. And it's your turn at bat. Now, there are several ways to react to that situation. I usually reacted to it with abject fear. I think you pulled a muscle, coach. You need to send somebody else in. Got a leg cramp over here. Or... Or you can realize this is what the game's all about. It's your opportunity to take a swing. And you have an opportunity to change the whole game. It's all in how you look at it. It's either a, a terrible, horrifying responsibility or it's a wonderful opportunity. Folks, it's your turn at back. I don't know what inning it is, but the Bible tells us that Jesus' return is certain. It could be today. We rightfully celebrate those who have gone before us. And I would take time today to just think about those people in this congregation through the years that have been meaningful to you. People that you have watched them, you've seen the Lord work through them, and and you're now following their example. Maybe not even realizing that you're doing some of the things that they did, but as you look at some of the ways that you serve today in church, you can point right back to someone who's now with the Lord, but you're realizing, I'm doing just what they did. I'm following their example. Think back about that, but then realize, now it's your turn. Because I guarantee someone is following your example. Someone is looking at you thinking, so that's how somebody lives for Jesus. And one day someone will think back about your life and they will say, I'm doing these things that I'm doing because I saw them do the things that they did. 
Don't shrink from this moment. The eternity of friends and neighbors in this community and in our world depend on what you do. And that can either be a terrifying or horrible responsibility or it can be a wonderful opportunity. We have a wonderful heritage of ministry here at National Heights. Lives that have been lived serving the Lord. We could stop this morning and just recount name after name after name after name of people who have lived faithfully for Christ. And now it's your turn at that. Dream big. Swing for the fences. Continue the example of the faithful of the ages. Verse 13, Paul writes, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus, press on toward the goal. Heavenly Father, this morning we acknowledge that we have had some tremendous examples of faith right here in this church. I suspect every person here today could could point back to somebody in their life, maybe a Sunday school teacher, maybe a deacon, maybe just a friend or a neighbor who, who in some way touched their life. Maybe they invited them to come be a part of church. Maybe they shared their faith with them. Maybe they just lived an example for them to now follow. Lord, we, we all have those wonderful people in our life. Many of them have been right here in this congregation and are now there in you in glory. But Lord, now it's our turn. And that can be frightening as we think about the weight of the responsibility that is on our shoulders, but, but God, the truth is, it's not on our shoulders. It's in your power, in your strength, in your glory that we serve, that we live. But God, help us to remember, there are people following us. There are people who are watching our example. There are people who are looking to our life to see how to live for you. So help us, Heavenly Father. To dream big. Help us to recognize the wonderful opportunity we have to live for you. God, I pray this church will swing for the fences for your glory in years to come. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation.